And welcome back to the Boundary Corner Podcast with my partners, Brian Siegel and Jonathan Talley. I am Curtis Wilson, and this portion of this episode is presented by Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts at the Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg. If you love this podcast, the Hokies in the town of Blacksburg, make sure you are supporting the Main Street Pharmacy when you make your way to town. Whether you, need, whether you need prescriptions, a tube of toothpaste, or just want to stop and say hello, let Jeremy and his team take care of you. The money you spend at Main Street Pharmacy goes towards the things you support. So next time you're in Blacksburg, head on down to 301 South Main Street. Fellas, Tally, I got to see you on Saturday, man. Face-to-face meeting. What a blessing. After what, six years, four years, however long it's been. It's been, it's been at least four years. It's been at least four. Every day talking, finally had a <laughs> face-to-face meeting. That's crazy. I tell you, man, it was a good time though. We uh, we we got up at Sharkies. We did some other stuff around the stadium. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good yeah. time. The whole weekend yeah. was a good time though. Y'all hung out and drank Jameson with Jeremy's. What y'all did? That was... <laughs> you can't compare with Jeremy. I'm telling you, <laughs> Jeremy's something else. You can't. Tally, uh, is that a hat you purchased this weekend? Because I don't ever recall you wearing that before. That is, man. It is a new hat, man. I um. It's crazy because we stayed in Bristol, and as soon as we got there, I stopped by Walmart, and they had a Virginia Tech section and a Tennessee section, and I actually got this hat from Walmart there. That's a Walmart hat? That's like a a, a tight-looking hat hat to be a Walmart hat, man. When I seen it, I was like, 12 bucks? Yeah, let me get on that. Walmart go hard. (laughs) And it's it's orange, and it's primary orange up top. Hey, have my color. I said, let's go. Custom made. Yep. Curtis, we missed you, man. Missed y'all too, boys. Man, missed I got asked too. like 20 times, where's <laughs> Curtis? Boy, we had a lot of where's Curtis. Everybody worried about Curtis. And, and Tally, I know you told him, like, Curtis got three kids. Curtis, Curtis got family. take care of the family. <laughs> I take care of the family. And it was a good, fun weekend here. Yeah. But boys, we got a lot to unload tonight because, obviously, we got some spring games. And if y'all read – this is part one of the spring game breakdown because what we're going to do after tonight, we're going to give you some high-level stuff we saw, takeaways. But Brian, Tally, myself, we're going to get into the film room. Mm-hmm. We'll take a look at some plays, some things we're seeing, who we're feeling better about. And our our fourth party here, Shelton, well, he's going to be diving into some data and some analytics stuff from the game. So in two weeks, yes, two, we're finally going to take a break. I feel like we've been going forever and ever. We've been going hard the last two months, man. Two months we have. It's not a joke. Put that content out, man. You got to get it out. Got to, and it's fun. Yes, um, sir. So in two weeks, don't know if it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday yet. We got to figure that out next week. We're going to be coming back with you. We're going to we, – we, we, we've got the spring game somewhere, um, and we're going to look at some tape and discuss some additional things that we are seeing. But tonight, let's just start at this. You guys have been talking about it already. Y'all were all around the Berg all weekend. Tally drove up to Bristol, stayed there, drove up for the Blacksburg for the day. Brian, let's start Friday night. You went to Sons of Saturday Spring Jam. How was that? That was a blast, man. Uh, I rolled in like a little bit past starting time right there at 8 o'clock. Um, went ahead. I had to catch up a little bit because I, I was driving in from Richmond. Got to the hotel. Uh, had had me a little, uh, little G&T while I waited for the Uber. Uh, 
took the Uber over there, rolled in, uh, got a double gin and tonic and a uh, a tall boy beer to to try to catch up with everybody a little bit. Went and talked to uh, our good fellow Jeremy for a little <laughs> while. Uh, our other friend Faust was hanging out there, so I, I was I was kicking it with them for a minute. Then I started making some laps, made some laps, talked to uh, Southside Virginia's finest David Wilson for a little while. Uh, told him that our boy Robbie uh, is still having nightmares about yes. trying to stop him 15 years ago. 20, actually, a little bit more than that. 18 years ago now at this point. Ago. Right. Uh, yeah, he's, he's still having nightmares trying to do that. So talked to him for a while. Talked to the Edmonds brothers. All three of them, them were there. Um, got to catch up with and, and get to chat a little bit with our buddy Pete B., I got it with Pete B. We were doing the show with Pete B on Saturday. I was like, I got to chat with this man for a while. So we we talked for a good while. Um, our partner that's not here tonight, Shelton, pulled through. Got to chat with him for a little bit. Um, obviously, shout out to the Suns, Pat, Billy Ray. Uh, got to talk to Pat for a long while, so uh, that, that was good as well. But the entire night was a blast, man. Um, just seeing everybody together. Um, everybody hanging out, everybody, you know, excited for the game the next day. So it was nothing but good vibes there at the at the spring jam. Now the question I have to ask you is because I know you were staying where in Christiansburg? Radford. Radford. Total Ubers spent this weekend. So I spent as much on Uber as I spent at the bar on Friday. So keeping it safe. I dropped about fifty five dollars on the Uber and I, I dropped about a little over fifty uh, before tip on uh, at the bar. So hey, Uber's a good thing, man. You went and had your drink on, had a blast. Not worried about getting back to the hotel. That's important. Yep. All right. So that was Friday night. Brian did text us pretty early. Woke up, said feeling good. What about seven thirty? Zero hangover, man. I was Zero ready to roll, man. Feeling good. Gin and I, I, so I felt like I was back in like 2013, Sigler. I was like, all right, all right. I can drink like that and go go early. Let's do this. All right, so you boys, obviously, you went, y'all, I, I know Brian texted me and said, I said, you heading to Joe's or you heading to Carol Lee's? Carol Lee's, man. You went and got him some donuts on Saturday morning. That's how you got to start. Let, let's see. Let's, let's do the build up to Sharky's because y'all got to Sharky's, but what did y'all hit up? That morning before you got there, I know you had to drive up, Tally. So when you got in, where'd you get up? Oh uh, shoot, we um. <clears throat> so Friday night, we uh we went to the we got to to Bristol and went to the casino and stayed way too long. Uh, the <laughs> casino's just being built there, so they don't have a lot of stuff done. And uh, you, you know, got that you soft open. Buy, <laughs> yeah, you still gotta buy drinks and stuff like that. So I didn't get like super hammered or anything, but I got my drink on a little bit there. Um, shot craps for about three hours, uh, made a little bit of money, and uh, finally got home and or to the to the room and got in the bed about twelve thirty, I say. Uh, yeah, so we ended up leaving. We, I think it's about a two hour ride from Bristol to to um, to Tech. So we left at we left at eight, so we can get there about ten. And the first thing we did was we went to a couple of uh, a couple of uh, like just stores, bookstore. I think it was Campus Emporium. Yep. Uh, a couple of other places like that just to grab some gear, because of course when you're in Alabama you don't see like that much hokey gear <laughs> at all. So it was like a, a kid in a candy store just 
let's go to the clearance rack. Just grabbing shirts off the clearance rack for my kids and my wife and stuff like that. And um, I should have bought a baseball jersey. I seen a baseball jersey I wanted that I didn't get. But the time was moving so quick that by the time I was really diving into looking for stuff, it was time to get the Sharky. So uh, that's that that we didn't have much time before we were headed there, and, and that's what we did. So, <laughs> and Robbie's joined us here on YouTube tonight. Well, it sounds like a good time, and you know what? You're going back to you're going back to Blacksburg at least one more time this year. We know of, so you get that oh, yeah. baseball jersey then. See what oh, you yeah. do after after venturing from Radford over to downtown, over to Carolee's, get you a donut. What'd you what'd you what'd you get into? So I headed up to uh, well, first I headed to Kroger. Had to get a little uh, little PBR for the cooler. So then I had my I had my gin and tonic in there with my PBR. Uh, headed up to Chicken Hill. Shout out Drew and Mary. Got to hang at their tailgate for a little bit while we were kind of waiting around for uh, for Sharkies. Um, shout out Stephen Wright. Shout out uh, Dan Poltz who got caught a ride with me over to uh, to Sharkies. So we we hung out there, had some drinks, had some uh, little ham and cheese sliders. Good way to start the day. And, uh, yeah, about, uh, you know, 1045, got in the truck, headed over to Sharky's, parked out there and back, and we got the party going. All right. So, first of all, what was the vibe like at Sharky's? Because from the sound of it, I did listen to y'all. That place, I mean, y'all were there at 1115. That place sounded absolutely slam-packed at 1115. Uh, The line was around the door when we showed up at 1045. Damn. And I didn't get there until about – <clears throat> maybe about five minutes before we were starting because uh, I was running late. So um, it was people were already in and seated and it was just people everywhere. And they're like, hey, y'all in the back. You know, I'm straight in the door, straight to the back. First thing I see is Siegler with a big ass straw hat on. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, yeah, that's him. You know, <laughs> if, I didn't, if I didn't know who I was looking for, I found him real quick. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to miss me in that hat, man. Yeah. Hard to miss me yeah, in the hat. I thought he was raiding. <laughs> that's hilarious. Now, now, there has been rumors, and y'all, y'all were there, so is it true? There was there was somebody just sitting at the bar. Is yeah. True? Yeah. Yeah. Pr- pr- pretty pretty yeah. big guy. Pretty big guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because um I didn't even notice. I didn't like when I came in. Well, you hustling, was, bustling to the back. Yeah, I was you, on you a bowling. beeline. You know what I'm saying? And I should have noticed because there ain't that many black people around now. So, like, <laughs> a, a black person that big, I should have been noticing. But, I mean, I made a beeline to get back there and get started. And then somebody said, oh, it's pretty cool when you got Cam Chancellor sitting at the bar. And I was like, he's here now? Yeah, that was, that was, was Treadmill like, Horse. Shout yeah, out Treadmill Horse. He was like, yeah, he, he was there when we started. So, man, when I went back, of course, my wife's like, hey, do you know who that is? And he walks by and he's still... Jack, I mean, yo, back looks like a door, and he's every bit of you know, six five, six four, six five, just yoked. So, um, Wyatt Teller was actually sitting right beside us at our table. Oh, shit, yeah, Wyatt Teller and Michael Brewer was sitting like I could have reached my hand out and touched him. And that's a big, that's a big man. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big man, but that's a big man. That's a big so, dude. And yeah, so com- my wife. To compare that, too, because Michael Brewer was sitting over there with him. So, like, yeah. the contrast between the yeah. two was pretty <laughs> impressive as well. Yeah. 
Uh, it was it was a good time, man. It was just everybody mixing and mingling and, you know, having a good time. And like I said, the, the stars were out. I see Michael Vick walking into the stadium. No, we'll get to that a little later. But, I mean, just walking with fans, taking pictures. Like, it was, the spring game was definitely a good time. That was my first first spring game, but definitely won't be my last. Hey, Brian, we're going to have to do some investigating here. One of our friends from back home – Works with a Stephen Wright. Y'all gonna have to message Stephen and ask. I do not think Steve. I don't think Stephen uh, was a Tech alum. He's just a, a big fan. So okay. Hey, small world. All right. So y'all, Sharkies is always bumping. Sharkies is always fun. It just is. It it always has been. It always will be. Did y'all get? I know Brian. You said you were up on Chicken Hill. Did y'all hit any other tailgates on the way to the stadium, or what else did y'all do downtown? So this is one time where I almost wish the, the kickoff was four because mm-hmm. it yep. seemed like there just wasn't enough time in the day to do everything no. I wanted to do. Nope. But between hitting the, hitting the tailgate early, because I, I wanted to, I had to get a little bit of tailgate vibes to start the day because I wasn't sure the you know, time of day, whether I was going to be able to get back up there. So I wanted to get there, say hello, you know, get that feeling in there before we went over to Sharky's. And by the time we kind of wrapped up and kind of hung out and kicked it a little bit uh, after the show, you know, it's already like one one thirty. We're like, all right, well, we got a little time, but we don't have a whole lot of time. And you know, Jeremy throws out there, let's go get a rail at tots. So that's what we do. You have to get a rail at tots. <laughs> so, see, so, so, yeah, oh, so did I, you get one? Did no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I didn't go with. So my buddy that I was with, uh, Mike, but. You know, we caught big drink in the, big drink. In the in, yeah. So he he stayed down in uh in in Bristol with us and went out and uh we went out and eat the night before and I guess I don't know what he ate I know what he ate but I don't know of what he ate that made him sick but he was sick as a dog so uh right after the the you know the show at Sharky's um everybody my wife went to the car and was taking a nap. And he was sick, and I was trying to check on him and make sure he gets this truck because he was weak and could barely walk. So I say all that to say I did not know they were the tots. I <laughs> went to the field. Um, so I ended up getting to the field about like, you know, after getting everybody situated about, I don't know, maybe like 2.15, uh, something like that. And as soon as I parked, there was a lacrosse game going on. So – me just being nosy, I just walked right into the lacrosse game. The ladies was playing, man, and I was like, it was pretty intense. I think they were playing Clemson, so it was pretty intense. So I ended up watching it for like 20 minutes. Just, you know, people were tailgating out, you know, passing out drinks and food, and I'm just walking, slapping hands and watching some uh, lacrosse, and next thing you know, I'm looking down like, oh, shoot, we got to get in because people start pouring into the stadium, so um that that it like brian said it wasn't a lot of time to maneuver between the event at sharkies and then getting inside the inside the uh the game all right so what y'all are telling me right now is if we a if i can go next year and cross some fingers i don't know that's a long time in the future right that the the, 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 the podcast roundup has to go at like nine o'clock yeah we gotta have a bit of like nine <laughs> we o'clock gotta, we gotta set our itinerary yeah, well, the problem was Sharky's doesn't open till 11, so. Right. But you know what? On a game day like that, calling people, saying, listen, we want to get here tonight and do this. I got a feeling they'd open doors. Why not? Because they know people are going to come in and drink and make waste money. <laughs> Just yep. saying. 
Just saying. We'll do it at the pharmacy if we got to. There we go. Whatever we got to do. We'll move some parking <laughs> pharmacy <now>. parking lot. <laughs> right. Pharmacy parking lot. We'll bring Jason too. We got to leave one spot for Jeremy, just in case. You know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only Always rule. Always a spot for Jeremy. Always a spot for Jeremy. <laughs> but boys, the way it sounds is the vibes are feeling good. Everybody, even though the Hokies are coming off a three and eight season, it wasn't like that wasn't the vibe. It sounds like everybody was feeling good and everything. And and I think that's kind of the way everybody's feeling right now. It's a lot of optimism and based on what happened with the game and based on what they've done with the roster. But let's talk about the roster makeup of the game. <clears throat> do, do y'all think it favored any one side, maroon or white? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Big time. It was it was go ahead, Brian. I, I was gonna say, I, I think your favorite maroon from jump it definitely favored maroon once we saw who the the scratches were yes yep and as you know if you if you weaken the trenches it's gonna be you're gonna have a long day so um the lines were atrocious um for the for one team yeah well, for well, one team. On. here's the white team starting line you've got ganam who is a true freshman out there you got Jack Hollyfield, you got Johnny Garrett, Jesse Hansen, and Johnny Dixon. No yep. disrespect to any of them at all, but the only one we've seen on a football field playing Division One football at a decent level is Hansen, and he had his yeah. struggles. Right. And the one that looked the best for that unit on Saturday was Jack Hollyfield. And yeah. that's a good thing. That's a good <laughs> thing. We'll get into that stuff later. But then on the other side, you had the Moore brothers – yeah. You had Schick, who's fighting for that right guard spot, and you had Parker. And uh, right Brody there, Meadows just, as well. Brody and, and Meadows, Brody, yeah. And Brody. That right there just told you. Like, you yeah. knew as soon as you, as soon as I started looking at the game and saw the rosters like that, it was like, it's definitely going to favor this way versus that way. Now, let me ask y'all boys this. Because of the makeup, and y'all started seeing it, you know, we got that Friday or, no, Saturday morning, started looking through it. Did y'all have one group where it's like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be interested to see what they look like together or that group together? Tally? Well, yeah. So for me, um, once I seen the Moore brothers together, just because I know that they're, I know when you look at an offensive lineman, they may not have everything right, but if they got you hear people say they got a mean streak. If you can have two to three mean streak people close together, then they can just <laughs> maul some people. They can yep. just create some chaos. And I was like, I think Brian may have said it on one of the other shows. I can't wait till I just see them do a combo block. You know what I mean? And we definitely got to see it really early. I mean, them combo blocking going to the second level was was pretty awesome to see. So uh, I was excited to see that, and, and I got what I needed out of those two. You know, uh, of course, there was a couple of other things that you're excited to see, but uh, definitely the Moore brothers being together that group, um, as well as some of the other linemen. You know, that's not the only two linemen, but those two linemen were, were what my eyes were kind of fixated on because we got a, apparently a new center, you know. When when uh, Big Moore came on the show and told us, hey, I've been working at center, it was breaking news to everybody. Um, and, and to see him where he's progressed, we didn't see any bad snaps, we didn't see any fumble snaps. It's spring game, but, you know, just taking a look at it and seeing what we have, uh, he looked pretty. He looked pretty natural there, so it was good to see that. Right. Brian, what about you? 
Yeah, he looked the part. He, he fired off well. You know, you talked about those double teams. Since we, we've been recruiting the Moore brothers, when you look at them, you can see the mean streak in the way they play. So, yeah, I'm with you on on, on watching those two uh, go at it in, in the in the trenches there. They showed out well, give, giving me some confidence about what we're going to look like on the offensive line this year. But when I was looking at the maroon and white teams, I, 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 I mine was kind of like a dichotomy between two things. I was like, I see drones. I see the three transfer receivers. I see this offensive line unit that is very, very questionable. Are we going to really get the best look uh, out of these these transfers and out of drones relative to the offensive line play? So that's kind of what I was looking for. And for the majority of the time there, you know, it, it, it kind of answered itself, uh, unfortunately, especially once you found out who the scratches were. Exactly. And, and then let's just go right into that net. We all saw the scratches. My biggest disappointment on the scratches was Xavier Chaplin. Oh, because yeah. of how he played in those few times we saw him last year, where he had his lapses, but there were a couple times he physically just dominated people. And he's a true freshman physically. I hated to see him go. To your point, Brian, that really immediately significantly hurt the left side of the white team. And it also brought a third stringer up because clearly it showed us Brody's the two at left, uh, Ganon's the three. Anybody else y'all got out there that you kind of disappointed you didn't get to see? Uh, Jalen Lane. You know, I definitely wanted to see kind of what we get out of Jalen Lane. Um, but, of course, it's spring. If anybody's banged up, you don't want them to go. It's not anything. You not you don't have anything to prove in a spring no. game. So, I yeah. understand them holding him out. But I was excited to see him just uh, kind of in his pads, what he looked like in the jersey. Uh, just maybe, maybe run some routes so we can see what he has. So, uh, that was a little bit of a disappointment when I seen he was scratched. Yeah, that was a big one for me too. But you know, doubly so. I think you know Daquan Wright being out as well. Um, I, I wanted to see how those two kind of work together in some trips packages. So that's kind of what I wanted to see, and we we obviously didn't get to see that unfortunately. So that that was the big one for me is uh, Daquan Wright, and then again going piggybacking off of you because when we had the. Uh, the, the the pregame show, I was like, I want to see Jalen Lane. That was that was my yeah, big pick. Big. I was like, who who we gonna see? I said, I want to see Jalen Lane. So, not seeing him out there was big. Not seeing right out there, who y'all know, probably favorite favorite young Hokey right now. So, yeah, missing and, and, those two was big. Absolutely, and, and um, you know, the thing is, you hear your prize said like Lane like tweaked his hammy. Right. So-and-so tweaked his back. And when I hear him say that, it just sounds like, you know what, if this was a real game day, they'd do something for you and say, go out there and crush. But it's like you said, Tally, it's spring game. You got a little nick. Nope, nope. We ain't trying to extend this any further. We got five months until the season starts. We'll figure it out then. When the guys we mentioned, that, again, I don't think – more or less, they have anything to prove in this game. Either. They're not. Right. They're not. They're not fighting for a spot on the TD. They're not necessarily fighting nope. for, um, you know, kind of getting significant playing time heading into the fall camp. So, sitting them out, getting them that time to heal up, and and not pushing an injury too far, I think is the best thing. So, yeah, you, you, in those situations, you definitely err on the side of caution. Absolutely. So let's roll in here. We got we we got some awards to give. And these aren't the awards Brent Pry gave after the spring game sitting on the field with all the players. Because Tally got to see some of these players up close and personal. 
and we're going to start this as a yearly tradition every time we somebody gets to go to the spring game. We now present to you Jonathan Talley's BMF Awards. BMF. And if anybody Big motherfucker. <laughs> Big motherfucker awards. All right. All right, let's start here. Let's 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 start on the uh let's start on the defensive line. Who are the two big guys that when you saw you know we were getting bigger there, Tally? Mm-hmm. And I think when you saw these two guys, you said we are really big now. Yeah, so uh number two, uh what Keyshawn Burgos. He's listed at six five two forty. I think he may be a little bit bigger than that, but when you seen him, he looked he looked every bit of that. He looked yeah. every bit of that and more. He was a just like I said, that's a get off the bus type player. Just to see again, didn't watch him much in the game. Don't know what his production was in the game, but watching him out on the field warming up, BMF. All right. Number two, number two I had was number 14, uh, Kyrie says Moiston. Moiston, yeah. He's listed at 6'4", 238, BMF. That's all I'm going to say. All right. All right, Brian, you got anybody you saw? Yeah, on on that, uh, I'm going to go with Lamar Law Jr., Six oh. five three thirty, right? That's a big motherfucker. <laughs> that, oh. That's one of those. That's one of those guys. You talk about getting off the bus. That's the guy you want getting off the bus first. Yes. <laughs> you want him off the bus first. So everybody know this motherfucker on this team. He ready to big. go. All right. Huge. All right. Well, all right. anybody else on defense? Well, moving on to a couple of other people on defense, which we've already seen. Kelly Lawson, but I mean, yeah. he looks the part of a football player. But one that was surprising to me was uh, was Mose Phillips. Okay, uh, he freshman. he's a freshman man, and he looked he's solid. You know, he is he is he is solid. I'm not sure what his it was. It got him listed at 6'2", 180, 187. Um, well, he's been in college though three months now. Yeah, man, he might I, be two hundred. Yeah, he, he's got to have more than 187 on him. But if he's 187, it's, it ain't no fat nowhere. I promise yeah. you that. It's he packed in tight, right? Kid. Yeah, he's a solid <laughs> kid. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you who who stood out to me. Uh, Antonio Cotman. Yes, yeah. yeah. For a cor- like, he, He's long, but he's also he's solid, but he still moves like a cornerback. Right. All right. He's I won't there. Can I say one? Yeah. He caught my eye, and then we talked about it. Long mm-hmm. after, Caleb Woodson is yoked. Caleb Woodson oh, yeah. would be every bit of two fifteen or two twenty. Yeah, he didn't even have pads on when yeah. they showed the pictures. And it was nice. You saw some of the guys there when they got to him. It was just like, oh my god! Like yeah. he was like one ninety five, I think, listed last year. He didn't went on. They didn't get him on the tech recruiting, the tech eating program before he even gets here. That Solid kid is kid. big. Yeah. And Solid. I'm saying it, we lost a backup at Sam. That's the backup is Sam. Yeah, when you look at him across the chest, oh yeah, just the 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 width that he has there, it's a solid kid, man. Yeah, man, definitely. And uh, Qu- Quinn, nothing but raves about the kid. I mean, every time you see something talking about Caleb Woodson, Sean Quinn's like, yeah, he he moves like a safety. 
hits and tackles like a linebacker. I'm excited. I can't wait for that guy to get on campus. <laughs> All right. Who else we got? We got a couple more players, right? Yeah. Um, Who you oh, got, go ahead, Tyler? Um, so going to the offensive side of the ball, um, the the wide receiver, um, shoot, just slipped my mind. Um, the transfer that just came in. Daquan Felton. Daquan Felton. Daquan Felton is solid. I mean, I think they've got him listed at like 6'5", 208. Yeah. He, it's been a long time since we had a wide receiver that looked like him and could move like he does. He didn't do much again, spring game. We didn't get to see him a lot, uh, you know, make huge plays. But when he did get his hands on the ball, it's not one cornerback that's bringing him down. It's a couple people got to hit him. So oh, yeah. he was a yeah, BMF. Yeah. That one where he got a little catch and run, that was that was mm-hmm. good to see. Cause I mean oh, you yeah. can see you can see the athleticism, but you can see how he runs with power too. So that was big. And obviously with his height, you know he's gonna be a red zone threat. So exactly. Uh, I'm waiting to see some jump balls to him later. Um I gotta throw Xavier Chaplin in there. I know he didn't play, but that's a big motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing him on the sideline, it was different. It was different. One that I forgot on defense, too, was Malachi Madison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He like 6'2", 305 or something. Yeah, that's a a big dude, man. You know, and again, getting away from those 260-pound defensive tackles should help us in the run game. Hey, grab grass. (laughs) Grab yep. grass and, and hold your ground. That's what we need you to do sometime. Well, he comes out looking like uh, Tim Settle did his senior year, but like a couple inches taller. Yeah. Okay. Like that, that, that's kind of his his frame. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I, he had a good he had a good Saturday. So I'm, I'm hoping that we see some some other steps from him because if he takes another step, then he's going to definitely be kind of in that too deep rotation. I feel like. All righty. So there are the BMF awards. If you have a BMF you would like to present, please put us in the chat. We will definitely bring it up at a later point in time during the program. But now we got to go to the spring game postmortem. We got to talk about it. Last week with Robbie, who's chit-chatting out here, he he, he ain't in the field house tonight, so he can't jump on because he'd be in and out. So he's chatting with us on YouTube. But we went through the groups, what we were looking for, what we were feeling. But as a post-mortem, what I'm asking my gentlemen to do and myself is where are we feeling? Are we feeling much worse, slightly worse, the same, slightly better, or much better after spring? So I'm going to start here at the position group we did the most investment in in the offseason, and that's the wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Brian, I'm going to let you kick this one off since BMF was Tally's big deal. Where are you feeling with the wide receiver room? Uh, Relative to how I felt before spring game, I feel slightly better because uh, I was looking at it and, you know, the question we had was who's going to be four and five. We we had the three guys coming in. Is four and five going to be a problem? Four and five is not going to be a problem. And however we end up with that rotation, it's not going to be a problem. Because Gosnell went out there, did some work. Tucker Holiday went out there, did some work. Between those two, I feel like we are pretty set in the wide receiver room when you look at the potential that Jennings 
and Felton bring in there. And then once we get Lane out there, that can work in the slot. I'm really still excited about this uh, this wide receiver unit. And we saw some separation. We saw guys that were making some plays after the catch. And we saw some a lot more intermediate routes and intermediate um, gains yes. than we saw last year, where it was either dink and dunk or deep shot. We have some intermediate game, and we finally showed that, that, that we have that capability. So I'm excited about that group. Callie? So, yeah, so yeah um, when we talk about the wide receiver room, I got to go with much better. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, I got to go with much better because I, I knew going in, I thought I knew, you know, hey, we got a one and two, maybe a three already, and we're looking for maybe a four and a five. If all those guys are working like that and what we've seen, I don't know who's going to go where. You know what I'm saying? Like a good problem to have is when you have playmakers everywhere and not just the catches and the yards and stuff. We've seen a route tree. We've seen some guys like I think it may be the first pass that guys now caught. Like he put the lane, he put the lane, some moves like he, he ran like an out in out. And um, yeah. like you said, kind of an intermediate route, maybe like a, a 10 yard, 10 yard route, 12 yard route. And it was like, OK, I got something here. And it's not that the lane was in such bad position, but sometimes good offense just defense is, is is reacting. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes when you got good offense, it just it is what it is. So after seeing some of the uh some of the skills that some of the other wide receivers put on, I feel much better about the about that um about that uh, position group. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with both y'all. I definitely feel better. I don't know if I'm into much better yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely slightly. I think I'm probably slightly above you, Brian, on slightly because it's like y'all said. It's not just like you, Tally. You mentioned. Oh, you felt good about Jennings, right? You felt good about Lane. Okay, they they've done stuff. Then you saw Felton, and you saw Holloway, and you saw guys now mm-hmm. take their steps, and it was a little bit of everything, like. Stephen Gonnell looks more precision running his routes. Tucker Holloway has speed. Mm-hmm. Tucker Holloway has speed. And then you saw, like you said, Brian, the intermediate, you know, felt it in them running some in routes, running some slants, running some 10 yards where we didn't have that last year. And if you're talking about just setups, okay, it's a six-yard slant and he caught it. All right, it's second and four. The playbook's open now to do whatever you want because you're not behind it. So I'm definitely feeling better about this room. And I'm going to shout out one player, Jennings. Jennings had a couple misses early. Mm-hmm. and but, but to me, what's the mark of a great player, he had a couple tip balls. He missed a couple passes that should have been caught. He refocused. And in the second half of that game, he caught two very good balls and had some good catch and runs. I love seeing that because right. football ain't perfect. You're right. not going to be able to catch the ball every time. Mm-hmm. He knew he made the mistakes. He refocused. He caught it, and he effectively made a good play. So I think the consensus here is we are feeling better about the wide receiver room in general. And I don't Damn know what ha- – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sally. Yeah, and I don't know what – I don't know what uh, uh, Jennings has been dealing with, but they said he was dealing with an injury or something, yes. right? And they said uh, – And you could tell he was a, a, a little bit of a step – I don't want to say a step slow, but just a step behind what he normally is. Yeah. Uh, even on that – on the, the – um, the late touchdown pass that he almost caught. I feel like when he's at his game speed, he catches that, you know, that's a touchdown. A couple of the other, uh, you know, a couple of the other passes, uh, chemistry or just him when he gets to his game speed, I feel like that will, 
I, I, we've seen him enough to say, okay, this is what he is. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of a proven commodity. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the game, but when somebody is a thousand yard receiver, you kind of know they're a thousand yard receiver. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was good, like you said, to see him bounce back. Um, and he's played a lot of football, man. He's played a lot yeah. of football, so I'm sure he doesn't. He he's not going to get rattled, especially not in the spring game. But he's not going to get rattled. We seen that firsthand when he was on ODU. You know what I'm saying? Uh, got held in check just about all game to the last uh, the last two drives. So. Anyway, yeah, I, I was definitely encouraged by the by the wide receiver room. Yeah, it was big for me because, um, you know, talking about the intermediate stuff, it almost seemed like we had damn near as many receiving plays greater than 15, less than 30 in that spring game than we had all last year. Well, last year. I, know it, I know it wasn't that, but it certainly felt, it felt like, like that. It. It did. It did. And those are the plays that are going to move the sticks, keep drives going, set up easier second downs. And that's what we missed a ton last year. By the way, shout out on this crew. Steven Gosnell, Gosnell got the most improved player on the offense. So obviously, you know, we're feeling great about one through five. Yeah, right, him cutting that weight, definitely, he, he yeah. he's moving a whole lot better. Well, yep. And, and, and I'm sure being further removed from that uh, leg injury is helping as well. A thousand percent. And also we got to remember, we got to find out where that play is so we can take a look further look at it about him cooking the lane, because obviously it's, it's a story to tell. Yeah, there. You ain't got to it's, look too far. It's, it's already the first on the plays. list, Curtis. I've already, already started the list. It's already on the list. And if you have any favorite plays you'd like to see from the boundary corner podcast to review in a couple weeks, please drop them in the chat. Or go to our Twitter page and tweet at us, and we will definitely try to pull it up. All right, let's go to running back room next. Um, again, not a big change. Only brought in by Sal Tootin. But, Tally, I'll kick it to you. How you feeling about this room after spring? Um, on that room, I'll say slightly better. Uh, just because I expect out of Malachi. Uh, I kind of knew what they expect out of him. I didn't see a whole bunch yet, maybe one or two runs. Well, I kind of – he does what he does. He falls forward, gets a couple of extra yards. Yeah, just back to the running back room, you know, seeing Tootin, uh, you know, first play from scrimmage, he catches the, catches the rock, should have been probably a tackle for one yard or no gain. He cuts, makes one man miss, and goes for about, what, seven, eight yards. Yep. Great to see that. Bryce Duke and, and Chance Black, you know, they got busy. You know, it was nice to see yeah. – a deep running back room because we know what happens in football. You know, somebody's going to tweak her ankle. Somebody, you don't want to say an injury, but it's football. Somebody's going to have to come out for a series or a game or a play. Absolutely. Uh, so, so you're going to need some people who's not a huge drop off there. Um, and again, Malachi Thomas, he didn't do much, but I did get to see him make a couple of plays where he looked like himself. You know, yeah. he, he's, he's not going down with one, with one hit and he's falling forward. So, that running back room made me feel slightly better. Yeah, and Thomas was definitely handicapped with the offensive line he was dealt, if we're mm-hmm. being honest. So yeah. um it's not seeing him be quite as productive as some of the other backs isn't, you know, that shocking to me. Um, but looking at the other parts of the room, um I liked what I've seen in the passing game from Tudin. I know we he didn't record a carry, and I think some of that was just game flow, right? So mm-hmm. I mean there were some keeps on the some of those early drives. Uh, by uh, Grant Wells that, you know, depending on the read, he could have got a carry the here or there. Um, and then, you know, the other guys kind of took over after that. So Bryce Duke looked good, um, still showing the same type of uh, elusiveness kind of between the tackles. Uh, Chance Black 
look much improved compared to what we saw last year. I think some of that was, you know, he, he's shifty and, and he was getting to get be shifty at the second level and not at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to help him maximize his potential in this offense. Yeah. So I like what we're seeing. I, I, w- I would give the grade wise. I'm going to feel, I, I feel slightly better about this group too, because I feel like we got, you know, a, a guy that we can count on probably two that we can count on. And then two other guys that are going to be good changes of paces that can still get, get some yards and, and be productive in the offense. And see what you just said right there is why I put this room is much better. Um, because you do have two dependable guys. Toon ran for a thousand last year at ANT. And if you start listening about his recruitment, his stuff really should have picked up in 2020. It didn't, unfortunately. Unfortunately for him, it didn't pick up because of COVID. So reality is he probably truly was a P5 player because of whatever happened. He wound up at A&T. He went down there. He showed himself that he was a good football player. He came up, and you saw it in the passing game. You saw Malachi have good runs. But I look at the two younger guys because, to me, older guys are experienced guys. You know what they do. They do what they do. But for me, the biggest was Chance Black. Chance Black last year had some runs where he was trying to go down the side and wait and get the edge versus cutting when it was appropriate. Mm -hmm. You saw Saturday, he got the ball, he was waiting, he made his move, and he went. A couple times it was three, four-yard gains. A couple times it was a good run. It was even longer runs. And with his pass-catching ability, and to Brian's point, we've got – and there's Coney too. Yeah, Coney actually had a couple good plays. I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah. So you've got him in the wings. I ain't thinking about Coney this year. Let that man learn because if he's already showing it, give him next year. But to Brian's point is, you've got two guys you can depend on. Two guys who have already kind of what they know how to do really good. Mm-hmm. Now we got to utilize it. And we got, obviously, what's looking like, you know, a little bit better in a few minutes here. We'll discuss that. All right, Brian, let's flip over. By the way, running back room, Bryce Duke got a special teams MVP. I get a feeling that he ain't returning punts, but he's probably doing some kickoff returns if he's getting that award. All right, let's go to the tight end room. Um, You know, Nick Gallo gets the leadership award. He's been here forever. Great leader, great role model, solid player. Uh, Tally, this is this is your room, man. So, how are you feeling about this, man? I would probably say about the same um, okay. when I came in, just because I didn't get to see right. But right again, a lot of people say right's a proven commodity because of what we seen from him last year. I wanted to see him block a little bit more. I wanted to know if he can go on the field and he can block, um, so we can use him everywhere. Uh, it was good to see Benji back in the game, uh, Benji. You can still tell just a little bit for an injury, but he was moving really good to be coming off two big injuries like that. I um, mean, he made some nice plays. You know, he made some nice plays. He's down there in the line. He's he's blocking. So uh, it was good to see that. So, but again, I didn't get to see uh, a right, and uh, Gallo got hurt as well. Yeah, he got nicked, and they were just like, "Nope, you ain't playing no more." Yeah. When, when Gallo got banged, like, he went kind of weird. And you saw him moving, like, hey, I'm okay. But you know what? It's like the other guys that got nicked right before it. No, nah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, looking at tight end, I'm, I'm about the same. I'd say I'd put slightly better only because I didn't know what I was going to get from Benji. 
and seeing Benji, what he was able to do, showed good blocking, put a good wiggle on Keonta Jenkins uh, on, on a scheme play early in the uh, the first drive there to get a pretty good chunk play. Um, I feel a lot better because now I feel like we got three proven commodities. Because yeah. I, I feel like Benji is stepping up. I, it looks like he's finally at a point where he can contribute at the level that we thought he could. And that's only going to be good things come fall. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely feeling a better about this room becoming a Benji guy now. Because with Benji guys now, everybody's got to go back and look at that recruitment. Ohio State wanted him. And when he tore his ACL, they get to do what Ohio State and all the big blue buds do. Nah, you're good. Not, you're not coming here. Right. So when you have somebody like that who then Tech gets to, gets that chance, and now that he's coming back, and like you said, Tally, after both those injuries, he is looking good. He's blocking good. He's 6'5", he's 250 pounds. That route he ran, you know, you know, that little that little it was kind of I don't know if it was a slant or if it was more of a 10-yard in, but when he got that ball. He was gone. It was a huge gash play. Yeah. Um, well, they they showed for, the swing and he ran an angle route. He like he, he like showed okay. block and then ran an angle route. Yeah. And then uh, and, what you look for in young tight ends too is them snapping that head around. Like you're when you go out to do your thing or you're running your route, are you getting that head around quick? And he was. And as soon as he got it around, the ball was coming to him. He made a great catch. Made you know made a good play too. So or made some some run after the after the catch, which is what we've been missing. And we talked about that earlier. We haven't seen a lot of run after the catch lately. So when we when we when we see that, we're like, hey, this is the, and in and in traffic. You know, run after catch catch in traffic is definitely, you know, much needed. So you take a 10 yard play and turn it into a 18 yard play or a, a seven yard play and turn it into a 12 yard play. That's that's winning football. That is winning football, hundred percent. But y'all say it all the time. Y'all say it all the time. You win in the trenches. If the trenches mm-hmm. play better, the team's gonna be better. And Brian, I, I, is, I gave Tally his room because that's his room, and it will always be his room. But I give it you the offensive line room, sir. Tell me what you saw with the offensive MVP, Parker Clements. <laughs> I will say I owe Parker Clements an apology because because after hearing number one, potentially dealing with a shoulder injury where he was not able to do essentially any, any major workouts leading up to last season. uh, And then combine that to what I've heard from spring practice and what I saw on Saturday, this is what I expected to see last year. This right here is what I expected to see last year. And I think some of this is the impact that, that Crook has had since he's been here. And I think some of it is him just being back to the player that he was leading up to that injury. So, you know, my bad, Parker. I, I, I went at you hard. And based on the tape, uh, it was what it was. It, it was justified. But, you know, you, you turned it around so far. Let's see if that carries into the fall and we can keep talking nice about you on here. There you go. I, I'd much rather do that than the, than the alternative. So um, big shout out to Parker Clements there. But it was everybody else too. Everybody else too. All right. So yeah. where you the feel? Moors, the Moors did some work. 
I love what you know. We talked about already that those double teams look good. Having those guys together, I think just the innate understanding that they have of 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 what each is trying to do that's that's going to nothing but help the fact that they went back you know years and years doing that together i think that's a good bond to build off of uh what i saw from brody meadows was very encouraging in terms of having a third tackle a swing tackle that we can put in there if we don't have parker or chaplin available so those things right there and again i already said his name earlier jack hollyfield i'm impressed by what i saw he's not blowing me away he's not somebody that i say i want him to start definitely not but he's also somebody that i wouldn't feel awful if if a guy went down him finishing out a game and being able to handle that role because i did i wasn't sure about that before spring game he looked pretty solid again not not necessarily a guy you want to be your starter, but definitely a guy that can come in there and, and give you, you know, eight to 10 series to close out a game if you need to. All right. So where are you feeling? Same, slightly better, much better. Uh, I'm going to go slightly better only because I didn't see enough in the guard category, specifically right guard to where I can say, all right, we've got enough on the interior depth wise. I feel like, you know, with the center and guard with the Moors, I feel good. It's kind of that third one and then that extra one in the hole that I'm not quite sure about. So uh, I, I would like to be a little bit more confident with my starting right guard. And if we if we could do that, then I feel a whole lot better with a guy like Hanson or Schick kind of being that swing guard that can sub in if, if there's an injury or, or, or somebody needs a blow. Well, um, before Tally jumps in, I'm going to go ahead and say Crook feels the same way. We've seen three offers go out for effectively three guards – um, since the spring game, the kid at Tulsa, the kid out at Wyoming, and the kid at App State. So he, he's feeling the same way you are. It's like we feel okay at right guard. We can be better. We can be better at right guard. Tally, what do you feel about the offensive line? Yeah, Crook was feeling like I was feeling because he's seen that white team's offensive line. Brian gave some kudos, and I got to – I gotta be the negative Nancy on here. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you my my um, my grade was slightly worse. Okay. Uh, because of that second group, Johnny and if your name was Johnny, I think you didn't do good. Just <laughs> Johnny and Johnny, y'all might need to start a boy band. I don't know what y'all gonna do, but you better get in the weight room and start blocking somebody. Number seventy nine. Hey, Johnny Garrett. They're going to be hiring that UPS if you don't get your mind right. I'm telling you, <laughs> you're standing up around piles. You're going to get rolled up on. You're letting your quarterback and your, and your running backs get killed. Standing around. Hit somebody. Hit them in the back. Push them. Pinch them. Kick them in the nuts. Do something. Don't so, just do that. But that's that white team's offensive line. I'm not even going to go at the, at the freshman, um, um, 50, 56. I ain't gonna yeah. go with him. He just yeah. he should be going to prom right now, you know. <laughs> and he and he got the and he got the task to block CJ McCray. Which <laughs> we didn't give him a BMF award, but big dude, solid guy, and he can move. He's got he's got some skill on the end. I'm excited to see him play. The freshman had him lined up against him in the first play. And then we run like a, a quarterback, uh, a quarter a RPO, which if it was live, does he really get him down? I don't know. Maybe. 
Maybe drones make some moves and get loose. It's hard to do that when you got no contact. But I know one thing. 56 was beat. Yes, he, he was, was beat bad. He was cooked. He was cooked. He, he was cooked. So, um, again, I, I don't feel like I'm not jumping off the cliff because I know we got a long way into the season. Um, and I think that Ron Crook is doing a good job. I seen more fight out of most guys, uh, which is good. And I know that he is trying to go get the stuff that we need. He's sending out a lot of offers for some linemen, which we need, uh, with a little experience and can come in and, and, and maybe fight for a spot. So I'm hoping that we grab some people out of the transfer portal. And I would be, you know, uh, probably change my grade if we come in and grab a couple of a couple of guys. Uh, or if I could have seen Chaplin. Uh, Chaplin, I probably would have had my grade at uh, either the same or maybe slightly better. But I'm just saying slightly worse because I didn't see that stuff. You need to see. It. See, I'm 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 in the middle of both. Here. I'm the same, and here's why I'm the same. A, we didn't get to see Chaplin. I think if we see Chaplin, I probably lead with Brian. But the reason I stay the same and not slightly worse is how Brody Meadows played. Brody Meadows played very solid. Yeah, not spectacular. He played nope. solid. He yeah. played to a point where I know if Xavier Chaplin gets banged in the middle of a game, mm-hmm. we're not going to go out there and fall off a damn cliff with Brody. Brody showed. And when you look at those sizes, it's like Brody yeah. Meadows is a big kid too. You're six, not six three you know, five. Yeah, old. like you're dropping off a little bit as far as that, but you're putting some big bodies in there. So 100%. it's good to see them guys in there. But 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 right now, the way I think we look at it is you've got like six, and you need seven. Yeah, and that's why I'm the same. Yeah. And I think Brian, I think probably what you I think the reason Brian's going bigger for slightly better is because I think as I think I have a feeling you were staring at 58 a lot when White Team was yeah. out there seeing how Jack worked. Oh, yeah. Because I get that feeling. That's what I think you looked at Jack so much and said, Jack's good enough where if something really fucked up happens and we don't get that right guard and shit goes down, Crook would feel comfortable saying, Hey, hey, Caden. Slide the right guard. Jack's going to play center. Well, another thing that Brian probably is looking at, because, again, Brian is our, our offensive line guy. He's probably looking at, okay, who is who is anchoring your line? Who is the best person on your line? That's the Smash and Brothers. Say, and if you say the Smash Brothers or if you, say, if you say Parker Clemens, if you looked at just those three, oh, yeah. they, ra- they raised the expectation of what they, they thought. They like, did. I thought Parker Clemens sucked. We all did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's, I thought, I thought he was going to come out and, and and we were going to see more of the same again. Spring game, but he's been practicing. He won MVP. Like, come on, like that's got to be something, you know. And if he can emerge as a leader, which he's been there for a while, we need him to be a leader. Yep. So if he can come in and he can help some of these young guys, but also help some of these young guys by showing his play, like I think that's why. I understand what Brian is. You know, I was on that on that kind of same level as well, but I had to be a little bit different because he went first. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like we're 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 close, right? We're close mm-hmm. to being where we want to be. We're close to having that five that we're really comfortable with, and that eight yeah. that we're pretty damn comfortable with. I feel like right. we're close. And if Crook can go out there and find us a guard, a starting caliber guard mm-hmm. in the transfer portal. Yeah, that would then do that, it. That's going to be the piece that's going to put everything together. Now, if you still got to gel, you still got to get acclimated to the new system. I get all that. But discounting that, 
I feel much better about a Hanson or a Schick being my swing guard with Jack being a backup center and Brody being my swing tackle. I feel like that's your eight if you can get some level of starting caliber guard. If we don't get there, then we'll see. Obviously, we're back to the the Hanson and Schick shuffle at right guard, which I don't necessarily feel great about, but I at least feel like, all right, well, if Schick's pushing Hanson, Hanson was a starter last year. We might at least be marginally better than we were last year at that guard position. That's a great point. W- whether we're where we want to be or not. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Right. Absolutely. All right. Let's hit the one last piece of the uh, offense. And that was quarterback, which in this format, y'all know, I feel like whoever has the better line, regardless of skill players, is favored. And that was Grant Wells. Um, but I'm feeling better overall about this room. Yeah, me too. I am. I'm feeling slightly oh, yeah. better to borderline more better because I feel like Grant has improved. And everybody said, well, Tyler being with him, this is going to suck. Tyler's never coached. But Tyler knows the system and where he wants the ball to go and where players are going, how it's being blocked. That's how he's communicating. And, and then it's they'll filter through one message and not one message, not three, three coordinators not three. with one with one having the, the trigger. There's another big reason. And what we saw from drones without the best offensive line, yeah. without the best offensive line, he he does look the part. He yep. does look like the body. He has solid footwork to be a freshman. And you saw him make some good throws. He had a couple catchable balls that were dropped. His stat right. line could have easily a red nine for thirteen right. with no picks. Right. And maybe no touchdowns, but that is right. what it is. Right. And then, and I'll say this last piece let's talk about Pop Watson. All right. First of all, I need everybody to take a step back. Okay. <laughs> Pop Watson will not be starting any games. And if he is starting games this year, we're in deep shit. Okay. We're in deep shit. But he showed wiggle, he showed he had a good arm on that Holloway. Touchdown, don't get me wrong, but let's control it here. Y'all, he threw that thing flat-footed. Yeah, he actually threw it. He was kind of off of his back leg. He did. If you're playing against a one-eye safety and a guy like – I don't think Stroman was on the field at that point in time. You either A, getting picked, or B, go back to Kyshawn Jarrett when he damn near killed Tyler Boyd against Pitt about (laughs) seven years ago. That's what you're getting with that ball. So control your narrative on pop. Could right. Pop be our quarterback in two years? Possibly. But the way I feel about it is you've got Grant and Kyron fighting for the backup and the starting job. They're fighting for it. They're going to keep fighting for it. But now if if Pop's our third and Pop's running scout team, I feel better about our scout team because oh, yeah. you got somebody wiggly back there. you got somebody yep. who can make some throws, and it's not just, well, what can this kid do? So when I'm looking at quarterback, and I, I'm going to go ahead and give you my grade out the gate, I feel slightly better about this position group. Um, I feel like we didn't get as good of a look of Kyron Drones as we could have mm-hmm. because of the same issues that you were just mentioning with the offensive line. And in particular, the spring game format in general where you're not hitting the quarterback. If you're within the three-yard halo of Kyron Drones, they were blowing the whistle. Yes. One of the biggest parts of his game is not just his athletic ability, which he can show a little bit in this format, but his strength and his ability to run through arm tackles. His leg power. 
which you don't get to see in this format at all. Right. So that that's that's the, an element of his game where he didn't get to show off where that's going to play a big role in who wins this job. Number two, Grant Wells elevated his his his, his play. He ratcheted yeah. up compared not just compared to what we've seen in general, but relative to what we saw in last year's spring game, where other than two bombs to Caleb Smith, Burn and Breon Murray, he didn't do a whole lot. He mm-hmm. threw a few dumps down to Gallo. And that was about it. Right. We actually saw him hitting receivers in various spots of the field, mm-hmm. intermediate, one deep ball, short stuff inside the hash, outside the hash. We saw the things that we need to see from him, and the decision-making was better. He had one that was a borderline, might have been picked off, but everything else didn't even come close. And I think that that's a big step for him as well. Can that translate to live games that matter when the lights are on with the real lights, not just these spring game lights. I don't know. But then you couple that with, with what pop Watson was able to show. You feel like you've got a good quarterback for the future that can give you enough now. And then you got two guys that are actually battling out where we have an actual quarterback battle heading into the fall and not just, all right, well, we're, we're going to say this is a good thing to, to keep Jason Brown around because we all knew that it was Grant Wells' job at the end of that spring game last year, and I don't think we feel that this year. So I think that's right. big for us. Oh yeah, definitely. And then that, like, so what you see from and I, people think I want to bash Wells and things like that. I really don't. I just want to win. Um, but what you see, what Wells was able to do was he was on a productive offense. There you that's go. why. That's why you say, man, he looked so much better. Yeah. At one time, the running game was like 140 to negative three. You know, <laughs> like you as a quarterback, you can't run RPO if you don't have if you don't have a running game. You know what I'm saying? Like the the, the wide open at drones. Now, no, yeah. no excuses for anything. Again, like you said, uh, I'm going to say slightly better for the quarterback room because I've seen drones for, I think, as bad as we can see him. And I was still encouraged. Yes. Uh, yes. I seen Grant Wells raise his level of play from last year. What I liked about what I seen from Grant Wells was he was more of a leader. I seen him motioning a little bit more. I seen him kind of having fun with guys. After that ODU game, I feel like he was a shell. I don't know if he was like shell shocked and, you know, he just was trying to go in there and do his job. Uh, you got to have a little fun when you're playing football. You know what I'm saying? But when you're the quarterback yeah. and you got to see on your chest, you got to go lead. You know, we 100%. didn't see a lot of that last year. Uh, 100%. Just seeing him out there in the spring game, I seen a little bit more leadership. So that was encouraging. And then uh, I've watched a lot of Pop Watson. You know, high school football is much different than college, but um, I just feel like he has the it factor. You know, he is a small guy. He is probably going to have to put on some weight. I don't know that he'll be the quarterback at Virginia Tech um, in two years. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what he does. I feel like we're going to be watching him somewhere at some school, and we're going to go, damn, that kid's good. You know, hopefully we get to see him in, uh, in a Hokie uniform, and we say that kid's good. But I feel like in the future we're going to see him uh, starting quarterback for somebody or coming off – Coming off when somebody gets injured and him going in and going, man, that kid's got it. So uh, I feel pretty good about the about the uh, quarterback room still. 
Yeah. And I think the other reason where we feel good is we know this defense is solid. Right. Solid. We, we saw them stake their level up next year. We saw some plays on Saturday. And that's another thing. We saw both, even the white unit, have several drives. And it was some mixed match. You know, Tally threw mm-hmm. another, hey, who's this kid, Curtis? And I gave him the picture. And it's like, oh, that's a walk-on. All. That's not yeah. good. So right. you knew of some walk-ons out there and everything. So let's hit this real quick before we close it up. Run player real quick. Brian, standout player for you on the offense on Saturday. Uh, standout player for me on offense. Uh, I would have to go. Give me Steven Gosnell. All right. Because I feel like the way he stepped up his game, it was both shocking to me and I'm excited for what he can bring to the offense in the fall. He's going to go Steven Gosnell. Um, I was going to go Cole, but I'm going to go uh, Chance Black. He caught a touchdown, ran a touchdown, uh, just looked a lot better uh, than what we've seen him do. And he had a, he had a good spring game, so I'm going to go Chance Black. If I'm going to let Curtis say what he's got to say, and then we'll circle back around. All right. My, my standout offensive players were the Smash Brothers. Okay. <laughs> the Moors. I mean, no, seriously. There Curtis, was Hedgen. Curtis Hedgen. No, no. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's you saw them in tandem do some things, and I know luckily – what we're going to do in two weeks is going to be really fun because a couple of those run plays, Tally, you said it about playing next to your best friend. You you just saw it a couple of times. They knew exactly what the other one was doing, and there were some lanes just opened because of yep. it. Now, honorable mention as uh, offensive standout has got to be Tucker Holloway, man. Thousand percent. Like, Tucker yeah. Holloway looked good, man. He's he's a little slim dude, man, but he he's got some speed. I think he may be one of the players that can actually take the top off, which is what we need, you know, stretch the field a little bit. And um, it was fun. It was fun to see him play. It was fun to see him out there. Honorable mention for me is Parker Clements. Honorable mention for this cat is Benji Gosnell because we got three tight ends that could get on the field and play. And I know we wanted to see right and we didn't get to see him. But I think from what he did, and I think he wasn't being held out for playing bad or anything. I think they said he had a nick, and it's just like, I'm fine. Don't play yeah. him with nick. No, let him go yeah. out there. And, let him go out there and make people uh, feel bad on Saturday in the fall. All yep. right. So before we get into the defensive side of the ball tonight, we are going to take a quick pause for a message from our digital partners. As we take a quick break, we'd like to tell you about getting your free website report from our digital partner, Grassroots Digital Marketing Studio. They'll tell you how your website ranks on Google, on-site SEO, and social media. No commitment to buy anything. You can get your free report by visiting grassrootsdigitalstudio.com forward slash free dash website dash report. Are you tired of the stress and uncertainty of buying a used truck? AutoStageReports.com is here to help. AutoStageReports.com's platform provides detailed vehicle history report to help you make an informed decision. For a limited time only, you can start your seven-day trial for just $1 and search up to 50 vehicles in one month. Don't miss out on this amazing offer. Head to AutoStageReports.com slash Boundary Corner to start your free trial today. Again, go to AutoStageReports.com slash Boundary Corner to start your free trial today. All right, big thanks to autosagereports.com for sponsoring this portion of our episode. Be sure to visit autosagereports.com backslash boundary corner. Um, 
or you can scan that QR code right there on your screen tonight to start your seven-day trial for just $1. Tally, you looked at the site real quick. Tally obviously was in the car business for forever. Uh, you, you like what you see there? Yeah, man, it's definitely a, a it's a it's a um, a tool to use. I mean, if you're gonna get most people when you're going to buy something, especially a used vehicle, you're gonna want to see a Carfax report, which is uh, similar to what this is. Um, most dealers give Carfax reports, uh, but if you're getting it from an individual or you're getting it from a a small used car lot, sometimes they don't. Uh, so when you talk about that, um, when you talk about that uh, auto sage report. Uh, it's got a lot of stuff in there that it talks to you about recalls. It talks to you about uh, service of vehicles. It talks to you about um, um, titles, things like that, which is something that you want to know when you're buying a used car. So if I'm looking to buy a used car, I'm going to scan that QR code and I'm going to go get my 50 cars to make sure that this is the one I want. And I'm going to get that free seven days. And then I'm going to come home with me a car. There so you go. That's what I would do. <laughs> Love it. Appreciate it, Tally. What's your background there? All right, boys, let's talk a little defensive side of the ball because we know that's a good group. We saw last year they played some good plays. And I want to start with the safeties. So, Brian, tell me what you saw from the safeties. I mean, they only had the defensive MVP of spring in Jalen Stroman over there. <laughs> Yeah, and he was all over the damn field, man, all over the field. He had the uh, the breakup that led to the interception on that last drones drive that got deep into um, into scoring range there. Um, made great tackles in the running game. Um, had some good fills. So, I mean, he was all over the place making plays in, in, in the spring game. Really excited to see him kind of take that next step. So, that was big for me. And, obviously, defensive MVP says it all. Yeah, definitely. It's just something about seeing a safety with the with the with the hair hanging out of the helmet, looking like predator going towards somebody. You know, to see him and people's back there wide open, like that that is that is a good sight to see. But I was impressed also with most Phillips, man. I think oh, yeah. he had a pick as well. Like he had again, the other tip pick. Yeah, he another tip pick. another kid that's supposed to be going to prom right now. Yes, he uh, is. Is playing playing football for Virginia Tech. And um, showed out in the in the spring game, man. I think he was all over the field. Uh, he looks the part. He is, uh, I guess, the lights weren't too big. Um, yeah. And I think he was. Again, it may not see him a lot. It may not see him a lot this year. But uh, he's already getting valuable reps in there. You never know when you're going to need him. And then also, he can be a good special teams player. So it was encouraging to see what they have in that safeties room. Yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling we we didn't I'll let y'all go. I'm I'm assuming slightly better, slightly better. Slightly better, yes. Slightly better. I actually give give me give me much better. Much better. Because much I better. wasn't sure who we had past the, the first two. I knew we had some guys. I didn't know if we had guys that we could count on, rely on, and kind of lean on. I feel like between what we saw from most Phillips, what we saw from Jalen Jones, who was kind of an unknown commodity as well. Um, seeing those two step up, you feel like, you know, you may not want a, a, a ton of series back-to-back -back with those guys having to run, but you at least feel good. All right, well, we can have them in there for a series or two, get the other guys a blow, get them back in there. So I feel like we actually have a little bit of depth to play around with at safety now that I wasn't sure about before this. So I'm going to go much better. I'm I'm with you on much better, and it's we mentioned most. It's seeing him, you know, he can play. 
Oh. Jalen Jones, I think, was the bigger question mark because Jalen Jones was flipping sides of the ball. Jalen Jones got special teams MVP for the defense. Shows you how good he played out on the defensive side of the ball. But just watching him in general, you talked about that by Shell Tootin that first play. Jalen Jones missed that hole up and missed that tackle up in the gap. Mm-hmm. Keontae Jenkins forced leverage, cut Tootin inside, right to him. He missed it. A few plays later, he fills the hole. He makes a tackle that could have been a seven or eight yard gain. It was like a three yard gain for Chance Black. Right. Um, and that's things you look for. You see guys who make mistakes and then they come back and they make a good play. Right. And Jalen Stroman, we, we, we said this earlier, and this is us, and he is no longer Little Stroman. He's no, no longer Little Stroman. He's Jalen Stroman. Yeah. Put the name on it because that kid is special. That kid is special. Respect on his name. And we're probably going to have him this year and next. I don't think we're going to have him three years. Because at the level he is progressing, we're going to get him for two more seasons. So enjoy it there. And I think that room is now good. I think that room is now good. As long as we don't got to see 27 in the back end back there, (laughs) I think we're going to be fine. You got steady Eddie people. (laughs) You got playmaking Stroman. And you got two young good backups. That room is ready to go. All right, this is the tougher room to judge. It always is, and I know when we get into the tape, it's going to help us out. But, Tally, you were there in living per, in living color. For all y'all really young folks, go YouTube in living color. Yeah. One of the best improv Shout out Jamie Fox. shows. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. All Fox. that's in the early <laughs> Jim Carrey, the Wayans brothers. God, it was yeah. such a good show. But in living color, you saw that game. How you feeling about the corners? Um, for corners, I'd probably say uh, slightly better. And the reason I say that is because I was uh, – Dorian Strong has always been a – I think Dorian Strong is a solid player. I think he's been a solid player. But, again, he was down last year with an injury. Um, he could have easily sit out this game. He could have easily not played this spring game because, I mean, what has he got to prove? He's pretty – he's a senior, you know, but he went out there and he competed. And again, he was the one who chopped uh chopped Gallo. That Gallo is a big dude to be, that you to for you to have to hit in the in the flats. And uh strong showed that he wasn't scared to go and put his nose in there. Um flip flipped Gallo on his head. Um seeing him back in there and then Canteen. Canteen looks like a ball of muscle, man. He is he he looks the part. He is all over the field as well. Um and then, you know, I I seen a couple of things from Delane, but again, once I go back and watch it, went back and watched a little film. Uh, yeah, he did get kind of twisted up a little bit, but he, it wasn't so much of him not having leverage. He just didn't break when he needed to break. You know, he kept the play in front of him instead of using his instincts and doing what he's what we seen him do. So I don't think it was a bad spot. I don't think it was anything uh, that. I um, didn't expect, and again, I'm, I'm I'm feeling slightly better about that room. Siegel, uh, I'm about the same for me. I thought this was going to be a, a pretty solid strength of the team, and I feel pretty much like that again. Um, I feel like seeing Canteen in person; it, he's lived up to the hype that we've heard from spring practice, from all the coaches talking about him, all the guys that have watched those uh, those practices. What they've said about him to this point, he lived up to that on Saturday. Um, Delane is is who he is. I mean, 
nobody's gonna go out there and put a perfect number up in the spring game. Right. You know, he had he had one or two where he probably liked to have back. Didn't trust his uh trust his teaching, kind of got a little bit, made sure made sure it wasn't gonna be a big gain instead of kind of trusting what he's been taught and kind of staying in that hip pocket. So that that kind of, you know, it'll come with time and 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 I think you know he's still a young buck out there so he's still mm-hmm. learning still growing he is. Um, but he but he didn't show me anything that that says okay sophomore slump's coming so right um looking at kind of further down though you talked about strong strong he he looked like he was kind of back to where where we thought he'd be at this point in his career so um I'm excited about him I'm a little worried kind of beyond those three. Yeah. And that's kind of why I've got got it staying the same for me. Um, Cam Johnson didn't look great. Um, still looks a little undersized. Like he's, he's getting pushed around a little bit out there. Um, you know, you'd like to see him kind of take that next step. He's really good when he can match up one-on-one, but anytime he's not, you know, playing that straight-up man coverage, he, he, he looks a little lost sometimes. And he kind of get get turned around a little bit. Um, when he's playing more in space and in zones. So, but, um, and another, I don't want to cut you off, but another reason why I said I feel a little bit better again, uh, these guys are freshmen. Uh, when you talk about Delane and, and Johnson, Johnson didn't look good coming off that injury. Um, but we have some, fre- we have a lot of freshmen coming in uh, that's not there yet that I feel like if they can make this, make the, if they can make the steps that the freshmen made last year, I think we'll be in a good spot. Yeah. When you talk about Cotman and you talk about Johnson and you talk about uh, Cam Fleming, a yeah. couple of those other guys that are coming in, I think that we brought we bring in a lot of cornerbacks in that can play in a lot of different positions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of them can do boundaries. Some, some of them can move safety. Like, I feel good about what the future goes to, you know. Again, yeah. can't look too far ahead because we're just talking spring game and we're talking about getting ready for the this season. But I think it's gonna be interesting this summer. I do. I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like somewhere between the same and slightly better. I don't feel like good enough to say slightly better. Um what did say is everything canteen now all checks the boxes. Tally, you said it the other week and y'all y'all said it. As a corner, you're going to get beat sometimes. You right. just are. Why? Because the other guy knows exactly where he's going, what he's doing, and you don't. And sometimes you lose technique, you lose your fundamentals, and you just get beat. That is what it is. Um, it's going to be interesting because some of those young guys are going to have to kind of take the step, you know, like when they get here or Cotman um, over the summer um, or Cam Johnson gaining a little weight, getting a little bit better you know, over the summer. Um, but on the other hand, it, it, it's one of those things too is could somebody like a Jalen Stroman go down and play a nickel corner when you need to? He he probably could. And, again, I, I always like – that's things we can't factor into the room, right? Right. Because we didn't think last year about Chamari, I guess, last week. Oh, Chamari's going to play free safety this year. No, Chamari went down and played nickel corner sometimes. And right. it made the defense better. So if you're telling me somebody like Stroman occasionally is going to go play nickel corner, okay, I feel comfortable about most Phillips being the safety in that situation if they're trying to give somebody a blow. But I still want to see one guy, at least one. I'd love to see two. I want to see at least one guy become that number four 
to really yeah. solidify the room. All right, let's go here to the linebacker room. Um, linebacker room, interesting split. We had McDonald and Tisdale on the white team. We had Keller and Lawson on the maroon team. Keller was given the most improved player. Tally, what are you feeling about this room after the spring? I'm feeling about the same. Um, Keller is a big individual. Keller looks good. He can move good. Tinsdale, he's been there a long time. We kind of know what we have in him. Going to be excited for him to at least have a whole season, you know, barring no injuries or anything like that. But no suspensions for gambling on the finals or whatever they said he (laughs) did last year. Um, I I feel about the same. Uh, Nothing good, nothing bad. I'm still I still got my eye on the, the McDonald twins. You know, I keep hearing a lot of a lot of chatter about them and they 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 look the part. They look good. Uh but I wanna see I wanna see something. I wanna see something, especially out of the, the, the linebacker um McDonald brother. I wanna see something that just like, okay, he's got it. So I didn't see that yet, but you know, I'm still I'm still looking and still optimistic. Sigler? Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Tally on that one for real. Um, Jaden Keller looked really good. Um, really liked what he brought to the table. Um, he's, he's got a good mix of athleticism and kind of run-stopping ability that I feel like we haven't really had a bit. Um, you, don't, you don't feel like he's a guy that's going to get lost in coverage a whole lot. Um, nobody's going to really run away from him unless it's a, a superior athlete and, you know, but he's still a guy that can impact the run run game as well. So I'm, I'm thinking he's kind of the, 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 the lead dog in terms of winning that Mike spot. Um, looking at the, at, at McDonald good and bad. Um, you know, when I, when I looked at it, he had some plays where he looked all right, looked kind of looked apart a little bit and he had some plays where he wasn't in the right gap got pushed around a little bit. So, so that's a little troublesome, but I mean, he's undersized. He's a guy that came in as a cornerback, moved to safety, moved to linebacker. Um, you know, he's still kind of building a body of a, of a Mike, you know, he, he played mostly, uh, in that, that will spot last year, some at Sam last year. So he's, he's definitely still undersized for, for Mike. Um, and, and right now, if I had to, to pick one, it would be Keller or, you know, depending on how we mix it in there, whether Tisdale can hold that spot down or not. But but Keller's my vote. Um, Kelly Lawson, as advertised, had a good game. Looked, looked like the type of player that can, is going to take that next step this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, Tisdale was, was, was the Tisdale that we saw at, at parts of the, the back half of the season last year, which was much improved relative to most of his career, Virginia Tech. So um, I feel like we got, you know, three solid guys there. Um, that are kind of mixing in between those, you know, Will and Mike spots. The question is, do we have one or two more that can kind of take another step? Because I, I didn't quite feel comfortable beyond that. So I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm going with the same on my part here because I felt pretty good about the room going in. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Brian on this. I feel the same about that room because I felt good about the room going in. Tisdale played solid. That's what I expect from him. Keller and Lawson showed their athletic symptom and their, you know, their. dynamic they're dynamic you saw Lawson come one time it was like I don't know if this was like a called blitz he came straight off the edge and just was right at drones sack I know that doesn't happen in a normal game but to say he took that it was like four steps and he was there 
Um, but I feel the same about that room because I feel good about that room. I feel right. good about everybody in there. You missing Jay, you make McDonald made some errors here and there, but right. McDonald is gonna be the fourth guy in that room, right? Right. He's not he's not the second or the third, he's the fourth guy. And it's okay if the fourth guy makes mistakes because that's his job is to learn and to get up to be the third or the second. Jenkins out on the outside, steady as always. Like I said, that that first play where he held, he got leverage, he turned to right into where he was supposed to turn. Missed a tackle, but he didn't do anything wrong. So I'm still feeling, you know, the same about that room, but the same was it was up here already. It was I'm like in, where the corners in the same. I'm space. interested to see how Stone comes in as well. It's true. Yeah, I'm interested to see what he brings to that room because uh, he's going to have some experience. He's been in school for a while and coming yep. from somewhere. Uh, what is VMI, right? He come from VMI. VMI. Yep. You know, I'm sure he's going to have a lot of structure. He was all American there. Um, I'm interested to see what he brings to that room. So, um, good deal. I, I think I think that room's gonna be nice. Very nice. All right. Well, one room we obviously all had questions about coming into Saturday was the defensive line. We led that last week when we were discussing it. Tally, what'd you see? Man, I, I don't even know really how to judge it because you had so many people pieced together and not pieced together. You know, you had uh, Pollard and Fuga on one team, and then you had uh, C.J. McCray and uh, um, um, uh, Lawson on that. Like, it was just a lot going on. So, to re- for me to really feel good about that that room, I would need to see our starting four together. Yeah. So I can say, so that's where you go when Curtis is talking about that best on best. I would have loved to see who they thought the, the the best four was there, your down lineman. And then, you know, I could give you a better assessment. So again, I would probably say um same, you know, because yeah. it's not like it's not like I see nothing so bad. You know, I know we had some young guys in there, um, but those young guys are huge. You know, you can't teach size. Uh, I feel like Fuga's going to be better than he was last year. Kendrick and Pollard, we kind of know what to expect out. out yeah, know what to expect out of those guys. And then when you talk about the defensive, the defensive end, which is where our question mark is. You know, I really like CJ McCray. I don't know what it is just about how he moves or his body size. Uh, Nelson, I'm not as high on, but I don't, I'm not low on him either. You know, I just, I'm higher on CJ McCray than I am Nelson. But um, I would like to see all of those guys together so I could have a better assessment of what we have in that room. Cause it is the question mark for me. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm, I feel about the same. I didn't feel great about it going in. I didn't really see anything that changes my mind a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. C.J. McCray looks explosive off the edge, uh, probably still a little undersized, so may not help you as much in the run game. Kind of the inverse for Cole Nelson. He's a he's a solid edge presence in the run game. Didn't show me a whole lot in terms of getting after the passer. Um, I, I feel like he does have a motor, but he doesn't have the skill set to get around the tackles the way he needs to. So mm-hmm. if, if somebody else gets some pressure, he's going to be there to clean it up because he does have that motor. But right. I don't think he's got the skill set right now 
to be able to blow guys off the ball or give a a, a good bull rush or or some sort of rip inside um, to to get to the quarterback consistently. Now, um, one person I can say that I was I I don't want to use the word impressed with, but I can see constant uh, improvement is Panay. I think he keeps getting better and better. You know, not not saying he's he's exceptional, but for what I expected him to be. Every time I see him, it looks like he's doing a little bit more and a little bit more. He's adding some stuff to his uh, to his arsenal. So, I, he, I, I seen him. I seen him moving pretty good in the spring game too. Yep. Yeah, I'm he, looked, he looked improved. Um, and when we look Malachi. at uh, Malachi, Malachi Madison, who I was about to say, Malachi Madison Malachi. looked good. Yeah. Um, he looked the best in terms of a guy that looks the part that showed up too. Right. Yeah. So that that's kind of the big thing for me um going further down on the dn um i thought burgos flashed here and there um i don't think he's ready to be a consistent presence but i think he's somebody that can give us something um this fall so that's kind of what i'm waiting to see i'm kind of waiting to see if any of these other guys take take another step between now and the fall to to be a difference maker because i don't feel like we necessarily found out anything new from what we saw on saturday yeah i'm with y'all on this um, it's the same. It's the same. I mean, we saw some good things from the interior. Obviously, we were expecting to see some good things from the interior. We were expecting to see McCray be good. I mean, I was kind of slightly impressed with Cole Nelson because there were a couple times he got Parker. Yeah. He got like, he got up yeah. into Parker. He got underneath. You saw him drive that arm. And obviously now the play was made by the quarterback, but I see that. It's like, okay, um, and then you saw y'all. You mentioned Burgers. You saw Moisten, not spectacular, not oh my god, that guy's playing defensive end. But if you say, hey, we need one series to give Cole and CJ a breather, a couple times you saw them set a solid edge. A couple times you saw them press the pinch a little bit, and that's okay. The biggest one from the line was Malachi, though. Yeah. I think Malachi forcing some pressure. He's a big body. I think Malachi's too deep. And I know you talk about Panay, but I think Malachi is too deep by the time we get to fall. He's already got the body, man. He's he's, he he's got he's got some speed to him to be that big too, like some quickness, I say. Um, but yeah, he he's definitely got the body for it. I think All it right. helps you play with your matchups a little bit better because mm-hmm. he's more suited to kind of be in that one two eye um, than I think Panay is. Um, same with obviously Fuga's kind of kind of living that life as well. So if we can get those two big guys kind of in the middle, clogging up the center guard area a little bit more, um, you know, Panay can kind of be that fifth guy that kind of works in here or there, whether, whether we need somebody in the, in the two eye for a little bit, but he can also work the three. Cause I feel like he's more of a tweener between those uh, D tackle positions. 100%. All right. I mean, y'all were there. Y'all saw it. Who stood out? Brian. Standing on D line? No, no. Defense as a whole. Defense as a whole. Strowman, 100%. Not even close. He went first. <laughs> I was going to say Strowman, but if I got to pick somebody else different, I'm going to say uh, Lawson. But hey, you, you got, got Strowman is Strowman is the is is the defensive MVP. Yeah, it's it's definitely Strowman. I mean, he's everywhere. You know, when we look at the tape next week and show y'all a couple weeks and show some plays, you're going to even see it even more. I mean, it, it's 
He did what more. I expected and took a step because he yeah, he's yeah. definitely was was all over the place a lot more than than he showed last year. Yeah. No honorable mention, definitely Lawson. Yep. On that Lawson, pass, yeah. on, that, on that tip pass, um, when you when we look at that play and people see how much ground he covered to get wow. there, he was he was I ain't gonna say he was beat. You know, I don't know. I didn't, I haven't looked at it enough to know whose man that was, whose man Jennings was. But Stroman covered a lot of ground to get to that ball. Yeah, put some respect on that man, day. No more baby Stro. No more baby Stro. No more little Stro. He's big Stro now. All right, y'all. We didn't sit here for ninety minutes. Anything broken out there in the last ninety? I ain't mentioning basketball tonight. We gonna go past that. <laughs> One thing I guess I will say. Somebody mentioned it earlier in the uh, in the chat, uh, talking about Caleb Smith retiring. Um, yeah. Up there at Notre Dame. So just wanted to give a shout out to Caleb Smith, man. Once a hokey, always a hokey. Always. We definitely appreciate uh, what Caleb Smith brought mm-hmm. to us last year. Because if we didn't have him uh in that in that wide receiver group, oh. shoot, we may we may not have had any any highlights. So uh Caleb Smith, man, shout out to him. Hope yeah. everything's going good for you. Um hope the next endeavor in your life is uh as successful as your as your football was. Absolutely. Very well spoken, Tally. I think I'm going to definitely close it out on this episode of the Boundary Corner podcast. But, Tally, tell Robbie what he got it at Walmart in Bristol. Walmart in Bristol, Robbie. You got to go down to Walmart in Bristol, man. They got them down there for about 12 bucks. That ain't a far drive for him. Ain't a far drive at all. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Boundary Corner podcast brought to you by the Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg. I'm Curtis Wilson. I'm Brian Siegler. Taliban's. Visit our website, boundarycornervt.com, to listen to all of our episodes there. Check our newly launched merchandise shop, Boundary Corner Store. While you're there, also don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube account. Definitely subscribe to the YouTube account for two weeks from now when we're going to have some video up on the screen. And your favorite podcast source, including Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Music. As always, we let our buddy Jason Long play us in, play us out. Check his new website, jasonlongmusic.com, where you can link to all his music on Applewise, Spotify, and his YouTube and Facebook pages. He'll be at the Grandin Village Farmers Market in Roanoke on April 22nd. And some other things this summer, we'll get a little bit more into that as we get closer to it. As always, we thank you all for listening and watching. And as always, let's go. Hokies.